Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All right, welcome in, everybody. It is another Sports Daily, and, you know, we've got a few things to talk about today. Jacob Albrock here with Tommy Caster, Chad Chambers in producing for us. That KFH hotline is wide open for you today. Well, for a little bit anyway, 869-1240, because we'll have joining us on it our betting insider, Chelsea Messenger, coming up here a little bit later in this hour. Our K-State insider, Tim Fitzgerald, joins us uh, at the top of the next hour not a good day for the old head coaches. Uh, Bill Belichick, done in New England. Nick Saban, done at Alabama. Pete Carroll, done at Seattle. If we had a day where we came in and could legitimately say that, that it all happened in the same day, you'd have called us insane. But that's what happened yesterday and into the overnight. The most recent Bill Belichick and uh, Robert Kraft agreeing that he'll be done in New England. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I think he gets hired in Atlanta. Makes sense, uh, but that's happening. Nick Saban is done. Pete Carroll is done. KU loses last night in what I would like to describe as a turd sandwich. Uh, just a just a terrible game for the for the Jayhawks last night. Tommy, how are you this morning? I'm exhausted. There's a lot to get to today, and uh, man, just a, like you mentioned, a ton of wild and crazy coaching changes. Uh, the Nick Saban one came out of nowhere. I know the Pete Carroll one kind of yeah. did too a little bit. We've speculated about Belichick for a while, and a lot of people have. But um, just within a 24-hour span, at one point we were talking Mike Vrabel being done in Tennessee, and now all of a sudden that's kicked to the curb, and we've got yeah. these these other changes <laughs> to talk like about. I, 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 Nick Saban's is by far, I think, the most worrisome for the fan base. Like, I don't think it's close with and it's not because I think he's that much better than Carroll or Belichick it's that 
Alabama's, I mean, like Alabama fans are going to be losing their minds for yep. a little while. And Alabama and that one, that, is Nick Saban, and Nick Saban is Alabama. Yeah. That's what, I mean, and I know Belichick at, from, at a different level is the same kind of way with New England. But, you know, I think people had expected something to happen with Belichick this season, and it had been yeah, talked about Yeah, it's a softer forever. landing. Right, for right? sure. We've been talking about yeah. it for a long time. The Saban deal just came out of nowhere. Nowhere. Uh, absolutely nowhere. Just wild, wild stuff. Um, I, how quickly it happened, you know. It, it just was, it just was wild that it came down to that, and it shouldn't surprise us, I suppose. And maybe he deserves credit. Saban does for keeping things so close to the vest. I just has never seemed like. <laughs> It has never seemed like that was even a remote possibility, and now we're at a fever pitch on replacing Nick Saban. Good luck to whoever the next guy is. You know, it was it was rough before Saban to some degree. Uh, Mike Shula never finished better than third at Alabama. Um, Dennis Francione, I, didn't he get into some trouble or something in a good season that he had? I mean, they haven't been bad but they weren't certainly what they are now nobody was they they've got work to do and and I'll say I said this a ton yesterday like you hate to be the guy that follows Saban you want to be the guy that follows the guy that follows Saban I don't know what kind of interest they're going to have all the uh normal very uh, predictable cast of characters has been thrown out there with this Tommy I would just caution everybody this Nick Saban had absolutely no ties to Alabama in his coaching career before he was hired at Alabama. Like we're all looking at this, like, Oh, they got to get, you know, what guy that's been connected to the program will they hire here? And I'm like, no, that's not what Alabama should do at all. Alabama hired Nick Saban with absolutely, I mean, nothing, not, I, I look like not even an assistant coaching position at any point in his long career. Did he have anything to do with Alabama? We we overthink this sometimes. Like Alabama doesn't need to go hire an Alabama person. They just need to go hire whoever they think is the best. Not only that, Saban, if you recall, was coming off a mediocre at best tenure with the Miami Dolphins before right. he went to Alabama. He wasn't lighting the world on fire in the NFL. He had done really well at LSU. He had done well at Michigan and at State. Michigan State. You know, he had yeah. done well in his college career, but he went to the NFL like a lot of college coaches do. And it didn't really work particularly well. He was there for two seasons. He finished under 500 in his tenure as the Dolphins head coach. And then he goes to Alabama, who was not a powerhouse at the time. It was Alabama football. That brand was always there. But like you mentioned, they weren't world beaters. They weren't dominant at that time and hadn't been uh, you know, in, in forever. I mean, I, you probably have to go all the way back to Bear Bryant, you know, the last time that that program was a dominant force year in and year out in college football. So Saban goes there, and it wasn't the – I'll just say this. Alabama, when when Saban was hired, was not the high-profile Alabama that it is today. And he turned it into that. And so, you know, that was um, a great hire, obviously, in retrospect by Alabama to bring in Saban. But it probably – and I don't don't remember it when it happened. I don't remember if if that hire was met positively by the fan base – 
uh, or if they were thinking, well, you know, he was a mediocre NFL coach and here he is coaching Alabama. I don't exactly remember how that all played out. But what I do know is I agree with you. They've got to go and find the best person for the job, not necessarily somebody that is tied to Alabama. There have been a, a you know, Names that have been thrown out already. Lane Kiffin is always going to be a guy that's connected with a lot of open jobs, and he has experience with Alabama. I don't think he's the best bet. I, I think you go after Dan Lanning. I think Dan Lanning in Oregon is the guy. He's it sounds like he might be the top target. He's young. He is hungry. Uh, he's aggressive. He's energetic. He's got all those things, and he's turned Oregon into a perennial contender. So I do think that that would be a really good bet for Alabama, but I know there are going to be other names that are out there too. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I think one of the most underrated things Saban has done is on the surface or from what we can tell run such a tight, clean program. Like Alabama players are never in trouble. Like they don't have it doesn't ever seem like they have issues off the field. And I think that's part of it. I think I think Alabama will be able to still recruit at a high level. But, man, that just isn't everything anymore. And now with the transfer portal and the NIL and all of these things, I, I do think one of the biggest reasons that Saban had so much success, if not the biggest reason, is because he always had better players. Always had better players. I think his stranglehold on that has slipped mightily in the last few years. And so I, I don't and I don't know that whoever I don't think that will exist anywhere in college football where somebody will be able to have just flat better players all the time, two and three deep like Alabama has had in the Saban run. So that's going to make it hard for whoever follows him anyway. I do firmly believe that the transfer portal and the NIL are evening the college football field more than it ever has been before. So that will make it difficult. So to me, I do think Alabama, with success, inherently will generally already have a leg up in the recruiting world. I'm far more concerned with the other side of it for Saban, which is like legendary organizational skills and and a strategist in-game and actual football coach that a lot of really good football coaches, including Bill Belichick, say is the best coach. Coach, like just a coach that they've ever seen. So... You know, like, just look at it. Like, if you want a big recruiting splash guy, go. you know, you can go hire Jimbo Fisher, right? There, there are a lot of guys who have done that and failed. You can go hire Les Miles. Or you can go find the best football coach. And so that's why I would probably look at, like, DeBoer at Washington. Um, you know, Sarkeesian, to me, is the name that jumped right to my head for the obvious reasons. But I don't think Texas don't you think will let he's him better go. at you know better off staying at Texas as they enter the SEC. Yes, I do. I think he's got. You but know, I, and I think Texas is going to they're going to give him a boatload of money. Yeah. I, again, I don't. I don't necessarily think a nothing is a lateral move probably to Alabama, but Texas is as close to a lateral move as you'll see, and I don't think it's a smart time to make a lateral move. I, I think that you're you're likelier to see. I don't think you're going to see another NFL guy like we did. I mean, people have listed D'Amico Ryans, which I do think actually makes a lot of sense. But I, I think you'll probably, like if I had to, and I haven't looked at the odds, if I had to bet, I would bet DeBoer by the time this process plays itself out. Um, because I don't think 
splash recruiting is the biggest part of this anymore. It used to be. It's why Saban has all the national titles that he has. They flat had better players than everybody else. That's changing. And so, like, you better get somebody that can coach. Let K-State and KU be a much smaller example right now. Sometimes you just got to go get a great coach and let the rest take care of itself. And and you have to, like, it's got to have, you talked about energy. Who's got the energy to live in this college football world right now? Certainly Nick Saban did not. I think he made that pretty clear. This probably shouldn't surprise us as much as it did because he was clearly fed up with everything now, as many of the older coaches across all college sports have been in the past few years. So they got to go find the best coach, not the best recruiter, not the best ties to Alabama, not what the fan base wants. Who cares about all of that? First and foremost, you've got to go find the best coach who can line it up and go toe-to-toe, you know, eight to, you know, maybe six to eight times a year against really, really good football teams, knowing that you can't lose more than probably two, maybe three of those if you want to get into the playoff. Forget all the other stuff. You have got to have somebody that can coach or it won't work anymore. That's what Saban did better than anybody else. I And... For a little while, he recruited better than anybody else. That changed, though. What What are we now, four years into that? That's not the case anymore. And he still found a way to win the SEC this year, right? I, I think this was, honestly, I didn't think Alabama was that good. I think this was one of his better coaching years. Considering what we saw from that team earlier in the year to where they ended up, that was a pretty impressive coaching job. Yeah, I'm going to give you a dark horse candidate for the job that I'm not sure a lot of people are focused on because the names like Kiffin and Lanning and DeVore are out there. How about Mike Norvell from Florida State? I mean, yeah. he did a phenomenal job coaching that team this season. Of course, they were undefeated until their bowl game, and they lost Jordan Travis and all of that. But think about the nature of the way things are with Florida State and the ACC and the way that they got passed over in the CFP and Norvell was rightfully furious about all of that. Can you imagine if he leaves that program and he goes to Alabama, the kind of success that he could have at Bama with the players and the resources and all of that in the SEC? I mean, I think that would be a great hire for Alabama as well. You know, I'm looking at more like a a, a younger Norvell is fairly young. Um, I've heard like Dabo Sweeney might be interested. He's an Alabama native. Well, he'll he be plays interested, for the Crimson Tide. But I don't I'm not think sure. they want him anymore. I'm not sure that's the best, you know, decision either. I would go for like a Lanning or a Mike Norvell type guy. Yeah, I, I think, look, I, Dan Lanning is, his resume is, is awesome, right? Norvell is... I've seen Norvell mentioned, and Norvell does, you know, make some sense. Lanning is just familiar with the territory, right, with the time he spent at Georgia. He's clearly been able to have the success at Oregon. Uh, they've, you know, in in his two years, they won double-digit games. So I get the appeal to Lanning. He's not an Alabama guy. I think when you – like, Lanning makes a ton of sense. But, again, you're going to the Big Ten – do you want to be – that's that's the other part of this. I know it's Alabama, but, man, these guys have got to know what you're following here. By the way, I didn't realize this. Did you know Dan Lanning's a Kansas City guy? I didn't know that. Yeah, I had um, no idea. Mike Norvell, maybe, but I don't think he has enough wins. Even at Florida State, like, it, it was a slow build there. So that would be a bold hire, I think, because the fans probably wouldn't like it. But you really do, like – 
Alabama has to lean into all of these resources and relationships that they've built over the years, have conversations with their own, you know, like with all the people and just like who and, and Nick Saban, too, by the way, like who who do you watch and observe and think is is the guy? And then you go there and, you know, maybe that person is tied to the university. But again, who cares if they are like that is not like that's and that's been the start of every list you'll see. It's like, oh, who's got ties to Alabama that they could hire? That's why Dabo's Again, on that list. Well, right, and and I think five years ago Dabo would have been, but Dabo's not embraced what's happening in college football. Yeah. He's been like this the, the poster boy for the resistance. And if I'm hiring at that, I'm not, I'm not on board with that. Like, nope, sorry, you better get on board. I, you may not like it, but you better embrace it. And he just has not, uh, in in you know in that way. But you know maybe they go with Dabo anyway. I don't know. We'll see. He's a good coach. He's a great coach. Um. I, I just it'll be curious. And what else is surprising? And, and I knew this would happen this morning. Bill Belichick is the most topical of these massive three coaches on the books. But I just think the the ripple effect of Nick Saban is so much larger. And it speaks to how hard it is to win in the NFL. I'm not saying what he did at Alabama is more impressive than Bill Belichick. I think it's probably right on par. Uh, Pete Carroll is close behind, honestly. But the after effects of it are so monumental to the sport, right? Like Belichick, and maybe it's because Brady already left and we and called it a soft landing earlier. Maybe if, if you know, Belichick went out on top right when Brady left, we would be this stunned again and wonder about the – but the NFL doesn't work that way. College football kind of does. We see these dynasties come and go all the time. Is it the end of the Alabama dynasty? I'm going to tell you, Alabama fans are going to be beside themselves. Talk to them. Like, it's always like, ah, we got Saban, we'll be fine. Like, nothing's ever, nothing ever concerns, we got Saban, we'll be fine. You don't got Saban anymore. And you can look across the country, everywhere. Ask, ask Georgia how long it took to get back on top. Texas might be getting there, maybe. Oklahoma, look what's happened to them. Michigan. How long did it take Michigan yeah, to get it right? A long time. You know, it, and and these are, you know, programs that have had their own little dynasties that not not like Alabama's. No, I mean that in the modern era, it's just incredible what Nick Saban did. But it's not like it, it's not this foregone. Like once it's gone, it's kind of gone a little bit to some degree. In the NFL, it's always cyclical. But th- that that one yesterday, the Saban one over Belichick over Pete Carroll, like those. You know, well, Carroll surprised me. Belichick did not. But just the shock factor of Nick Saban not being at Alabama is, I, I think it's way, way bigger. You know what's crazy about all three of these is that they've all had a tremendous amount of success in different ways. And that's what makes it so monumental. Saban, yeah. one of, if not the greatest college football coaches of all time. Belichick, one of, if not the greatest NFL head coaches of all time. Pete Carroll is rare because he had success in both college and the NFL, you know, and so you can point at him and the amount of success that he had uh, at USC and then the amount of success he had with the Seahawks and, you know, all these different things that he's done. Uh, he, he did it at both places. And so you've got coaches that all three of them are legendary, but they're all legendary for different reasons. It's it's wild. I, I made the joke yesterday. How about this? You get those three guys together, you 
have a rival Manning cast program. Oh man! But but it airs like next day on PBS right after the early bird special, <laughs> right? Like he, he, five o'clock on a Tuesday. Uh, you know those guys in in you know just kind of sitting around playing dominoes or whatever. Like no, that by the yeah. way, I would never watch. That would be a terrible. I, those I I floated that out there as a joke, and I think some people thought it was like, oh yeah, you should totally do that. I'm like, that would be the most boring thing you've ever watched hey, in your life. Pete Carroll would have a lot of fun though doing it. The other two probably not so yeah. much. Hey, the other thought that I had is all this was going down is if you're a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, or if you're a fan of Kansas basketball, let this be a reminder to you that yeah. coaching tenures <laughs> don't last forever. And enjoy yeah. it and embrace it and and acknowledge what you have in Andy Reid and in Bill Self because we're talking about coaches that have been at their respective teams for a long time and it doesn't last forever. Count your blessings that you've got it and don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Uh <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yep. That's that's right. We'll get into KU in just a little bit. Uh, we'll, right now, though, we're going to switch over. We're going to talk some bets in the NFL this weekend. Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll bring in our pal Chelsea Messenger. She'll help us uh, with some of the trends and maybe some plays over the weekend. We will get into KU's loss at UCF. Uh, we will get to our K-State insider, Tim Fitzgerald. Curious for his take, you know, a college football scribe like that and his take on Saban and all of this. We'll do it all as we make our way through this Thursday on Sports Daily. On 
the line is the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. All right, we do welcome in Chelsea Messenger for NFL Wild Card Weekend. Glad to be here. Jake Walbrock, Tommy Caster. It is Sports Daily. Chelsea, how are you? Good morning. Slow news week, huh? Yeah, nothing to talk about. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll just we'll try to fill time here with nothing going on in the sports world. Uh, we do have an NFL Wild six games, six playoff games. This is this feels like a pretty fun betting weekend. I, I I love the NFL playoffs. I think the first two rounds are great. I think you know this one. You know I don't I don't know. Are you are we feeling any upsets, Chelsea? Like any outright you know like money line upset winners here? This it, it feels like we're going to get one or two of those. It feels like the one that I like the most is going to be the public underdog that everybody is banking on. And that's going to be the L.A. Rams. It feels like everybody's on that, and that makes me a little nervous because usually when the public is all over an underdog, usually does not go well for said underdog. But if you look at that game against the Rams and the Lions, it's a short spread, Lions land three at home. A team that it feels like all the pressure is on Detroit here. A team that does not have a playoff win since 1992. Now they finally have a home playoff game here. Uh, where they're the higher-seeded team. But the Rams are going to be a tough opponent here, and I think everybody's seeing this. They've got a veteran quarterback in Matt Stafford who's been there, done that before, and a Lions defense that's been pretty susceptible to opposing quarterbacks. So Matt Stafford and company, I feel like they're going to have their way with this defense. I do like them uh, getting the three here against the Lions. All right, Chelsea. Uh, so if we, I, I want to look at the Chiefs game here for a minute. I, I love the Chiefs. I know it's moved now. It's, I think it opened at three and a half to four and a half. I love the Chiefs in this one. I, I feel like I'm maybe overconfident though, but it is lining up with the weather and the injuries and what the Chiefs now seem to be committed to doing stylistically. That this is a really good spot for Kansas City. How's it looking as a bet? It feels like every single factor and trend is pointing towards Kansas City. You said it. It feels like it's really hard to make a case for a Dolphins team that's really banged up. I think four of their starting linebackers are now out for the season. They've had to go out and sign new defensive players. They're that banged up. Then it's a warm-weather team coming to a cold-weather climate. Uh, you know, it's not supposed to be very warm in Kansas City. I'm sure you guys have, you know, dove into that full uh, fledged, you know, going into this weekend. And here's the stat that I think might be relevant in this game and across the board. Quarterbacks making their first playoff start against quarterbacks who have playoff experience are 17-35-1 and one against the spread. That's 32%. Not a great clip. And 17-36 and 36 straight up since 2002. So when you combine all those factors and the fact that Tua Tagovailoa is making his first playoff start on the road, in sub-freezing weather, it just feels like a really tough spot for the Dolphins. And here's the thing. Normally, I'd be a little nervous to lay four and a half, you know, that much line movement. I believe it opened at three, three and a half. Now it's all the way up to four and a half. But the thing about the Dolphins is they have been so bad against playoff teams. This year, I think they have one one win 
yep. against a playoff team and a points differential of negative 91. So, you know, the numbers are saying maybe the number doesn't matter here. Should be an easy win for Kansas City. Makes me a little nervous what we've seen from Kansas City so far this season. But by process of elimination, it feels like you can't go with the Dolphins here. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think the Chiefs want to run it, and the Dolphins are down a million linebackers. I, I don't I haven't seen the Isaiah Pacheco prop yet, but I'm almost just like going to auto-bet it no matter what it is. The, I, I think the Chiefs, it was the Bengals game, and it's it's been a little bit of a trend. It just makes sense that they run the ball in this, in the weather against the Dolphins. With, I mean, they're signing guys off the street right now. It just feels like a Pacheco smash spot. Yeah, 64 and a half. Feels like a gettable number. Like oh, you said, yeah. the weather's going to be yes. bad. Um, so I think I am on board with you. I have already seen some people talk about that bet, so I don't think you're alone. But it does feel like the very obvious play, especially if you think Kansas City's winning, you know, and they're in a positive game script. So I think that's a really good call. I will definitely be tailing you on that over 64 and a half. That is a great call. Hey, Chelsea, and you it'll think probably. That- Go ahead, Tommy. Sorry. Uh, do you think that there are opportunities uh, with player props with the Dolphins in this game or because the weather is projected to be as bad as it is and we know how Miami typically plays in cold weather situations? Is that a stay away kind of situation? Yeah, it doesn't look attractive. I feel like I would rather put my money elsewhere because we even have some indoor games. Uh, where weather will not be a factor at all, and especially for some teams that have been leaning heavily on the pass because we do have a lot of pass-heavy offenses uh, taking place this weekend. You look at the Browns going against the Texans. The Texans' secondary has given up the eight most passing yards to opposing quarterbacks, and we've seen it. Joe Flacco in that offense has turned into a pass-heavy offense, so maybe that's where you look. You look at maybe Amari Cooper. I know he's been banked up. David Njoku has been uh, a matchup nightmare for some of these teams down the stretch. I also like the Browns in that game. Land two and a half, not a huge fan of taking road favorites, but it just feels like the Browns are the overall better team. And I brought up that stat against uh, quarterbacks making their first playoff start against quarterbacks who have playoff experience. Uh, Joe Flacco has a lot of experience when it comes to the playoffs. He's won a Super Bowl. We know he's elite. And that's the running joke. I'll be on the Browns. feels like they're the better team. And plus, C.J. Stroud's been a great story, but he has to go against the Browns secondary, who's given up the second fewest passing yards to opposing quarterbacks. So, uh, like the Browns, on the road there. Uh, one more from the Chiefs game, Chelsea. And we talked about this one yesterday. And it feel again, like when we talk about bets to – Harrison Butker's even money, or he was yesterday, at plus one and a half field goals. Talk about the style. Talk about the weather. He's been so good this year. Field goals feel good there to me for Butker if we're looking for more props. What is the total points prop? Because there are more than one ways uh, that you can The total field goal points. I'm not sure. That's a good question. I think it was six and a half. I believe six and a half was the last time I, I saw that. So that would be, you do need some field goals to get that, it sounds like. Uh, I would need to do some further research, but I think you need to look at the wind, maybe, um, because obviously that can affect the field goals. Um, I don't have a strong read there, but of course, you know, when weather's bad, you wouldn't normally lean that way. But the Dolphins have given up a lot of points. You know, like I said, points differential minus 91 against these top-tier teams. So maybe the Chiefs are able to punch it in. I think I like the Pacheco one a little bit better. 
I did, so four out of six games, he's he's had at least two. Um, I, I think it's it's kind of like the Pacheco one for me. It's just the style that the Chiefs are willing to play now. They're willing to not go for mm-hmm. it on fourth and three and just take a field goal because their defense has been so good. It's taken all season, I think, for them to get there. Uh, but yeah, just just one that yeah. I, I'll be curious to hear any research you find on that because to us here, it seemed like oh yeah, Butker two field goals like that's that seems like it's in the Chiefs' DNA now. Play good defense and kick field goals. Yeah, here's the sabotage factor. Uh, I think a good stat to look up for field goal kicker stats: the red zone scoring percentage, and this is based on touchdowns. Miami is not one of the better red zone defenses. In fact, they rank bottom five in the NFL at giving up those touchdowns when in the red zone. So usually I like to play those field goal props when you're going against those really good red zone defenses. Uh, My Tennessee Titans are one of those. They led the NFL this year in red zone scoring percentage. So maybe that's the the sabotage factor because, you know, two field goals is not nothing. So uh, I'm a little torn there. I think the game that I'm most excited for this weekend, the Rams and the Lions, Matthew Stafford Mm -hmm. returning back to Detroit. And that, I I don't know, as I'm looking at the games that, uh, you know, are going to be played this weekend, that's the one that stands out to me as maybe the most potential for the underdog to win outright. What do you think about that? I mean, do do you like the Rams on the money line or is there another angle to look at? Oh, yeah. Uh, This is one that we were talking about earlier. I'll be on the Rams plus three. The sabotage factor is this is a very public bet. Uh, I think there are a lot of people taking the Rams as short underdogs here. But there's another interesting angle, I think, in this game. And BetMGM has playoff-long player props. And you can bet who has the most receiving, rushing, and so forth for all of the playoffs. So this is multiple handicaps kind of built into one. I think you look at Puka Nakua here, because if you think the Rams can win this game outright and go on a little run, this is a pass-heavy offense. And the price you're getting on Puka Nakua, 30-1. to 1. The favorite, of course, CeeDee Lamb. We know he's going to get his yards. The Cowboys probably the best quote-unquote team uh, that doesn't have that first-round buy. Um, but still, I think Puka Nakua, 30-1 to 1 to have the most receiving yards in the postseason. I kind of like that bet. Yeah, it's. I'm glad you brought that up. So there's fantasy football leagues now that people are getting into, and, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, trying to nail who will get the most games, right? Like that bet you're just mm-hmm. talking about. Do you how many? So when you look at that, I mean, do you do you favor? I suppose the teams that get wild card games and hope that they make it all the way through. Do you go back to a team like San Francisco who maybe appears to have an easier path? And and you know somebody you know might might I I don't know that that I've, I'm fascinated by that now these playoff leagues or these futures bets where it's totaling because it's not like you can just take the best player on the best team you got to factor in how many games you think they're going to play. Oh, for sure, and that's the difficult part about it. But I think the other factor that you need to consider which teams, especially for the passing ones, which teams are playing indoors because weather is definitely going to be a factor. And some of these games right now at that MGM, Tyreek Hill is the second shortest odds to have the most receiving yards in the postseason, which is kind of confounding to me because he's going to be playing in the worst conditions and his team is not a favorite. So I know he's one of those guys that can certainly put up, you know, 200 plus yards in a game. It just, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So I think you look at 
either the team that you think is going to, you know, go the furthest or the teams that have a shot that will be playing against past susceptible defenses and playing possibly indoors. Because there's a couple. There's the Browns and the Texans, and there's the Lions and the Rams. So I think you start from there. How much are you concerned by the Eagles, the way that they ended the regular season and then entering the playoffs on the road, taking on the Buccaneers? I know that the Bucs really haven't looked incredible the last few weeks. Uh, are you concerned about the Eagles long-term? Do you think that they can get through this wild card round fairly easily and get things figured out? Or is there a real level of concern and issues there? I think there is some tension on the sidelines, and we've seen it, which means I have no desire to be playing the Eagles as favorites on the road here. And it just feels like a Bucks team that's kind of been uh, undervalued all season long. Uh, their their odds to win the NFC South entering the season were 6-1. to one. They were plus 600 to win the NFC South, and they did it. Their win total was either 4.5 or 5.5. So clearly it's a team that is uh, going past their expectations. They have good players on that team. I think people don't want to bet on Baker Mayfield, and I get it. You know, he has been a roundabout guy in the NFL for a reason. But still, I don't think the Eagles are a team you put your faith in. I think I'm going to leave that game alone. Maybe you consider the over because the Eagles secondary has been really bad from a fantasy perspective. You always play the receivers going against the Eagles. And the Bucks do have some really good receivers, Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin. Uh, so I feel like they have an offense that is built to possibly put up some points on the Eagles. And we know if the Eagles can get it together, offensively speaking, they have guys that can do the same. So maybe the over is the only play there, but as far as the spread goes, I don't think I'm touching that one. All right, Chelsea, what else out there do you love, do you hate, that we see this weekend uh, in Wild Card Weekend? I think there are two ones that are kind of tricky, and that's going to be the Steelers and the Bills game because obviously nobody wants to trust the Steelers' offense. But do you trust the Bills as double-digit favorites? This one is 10. This is a Bills team that kept it close, one by two over the Chargers, who had an interim head coach. They beat the Patriots at home by seven. And the Steelers just feel like one of those hard-nosed teams that even without T.J. Watt, which is a big part of their defense, it feels like a team that can keep it relatively close, especially when you see a total of 36. They're supposed to be 25 to 35-mile-an-hour wind gusts in Buffalo. The weather is supposed to be horrendous. So it just feels like a really high number to cover when the conditions are not supposed to be good. So I'd lean towards the Steelers, but again, going back to that metric, first uh, first playoff quarterbacks going against quarterbacks with playoff experience, only hitting at 32% makes me a little nervous. And then you've got the Cowboys laying seven and a half. Feels like that number is a touch inflated there. We know the Cowboys are a publicly bet team and also a team that's been very good at home so far this season, but I don't think I want to lay seven and a half, especially with the red hot Packers team coming in with absolutely nothing to lose. All right, Chelsea, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, You can follow Chelsea on social media. Uh, You can find her on the daily tip. Happy wild card weekend. Now uh, we'll see who your Titans are going to hire in this just absolutely uh, insane coaching carousel that apparently bleeds into college football as well. Yeah, absolutely. Head spinning. And then play on the way out. Weber State minus eight and a half in college hoops. 
tonight. Okay, Weber State. We had a local tie to Weber State a few years ago. I, I love it. I'm going to look at that. Chelsea, thank you so much. We'll talk again next week. Thanks for having me. That was the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger Insider Calls, presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Well, I called it a turd sandwich last night. I I stand by it. That was really disappointing for KU. We'll come back. We'll get into that. Tim Fitzgerald, our K-State insider, coming next hour. Sports Daily rolling on a Thursday. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily here. Uh, Tommy, KU, ah, bless America, 65-60, they fall to UCF. No offense to UCF, but this is about KU. KU had no business doing that. They cannot shoot the three. Uh, they don't really try, and and you can't blame them either. But they've got to figure something out because this team is far from, maybe it's just a perceived ceiling at this point, I'm concerned, man, and I and I and my expectations for them were sky high this year, but it, this ain't it. Like, they've got to figure something out right now. There are always conference games for KU that are ugly, and, that end up, and this is like year after year after year. There will be a game or two that they shouldn't lose, but they do. I think the concerning factor for me, though, is that it happened this early in conference play. Usually it's a game like in February or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, they, they have a night off and it looks really bad. But there are some concerning factors. A lack of production from the bench. I think that having a lack of a true number two uh, in their lineup, that fifth player, that has hurt them all season long. Uh, because, you know, Bill Self loves his combo guards. He's always had really good combo guards, and he's been searching, trying to find who that person is. Oh, Marco Jackson, Nick Timberlake, uh, you know, Johnny Furphy, those guys to kind of fill that role. And really nothing is working when it comes to that position. And so they lean on Kevin McCuller. They lean on Hunter Dickinson. But you know what? The turnovers killed them last night against UCF, and they just really – they lost their poise. It, it was a team that, you know, they were up by, what, 16 at one point, and then UCF came all the way back, took the lead, and won the game. UCF was the better team last night. It does highlight some issues with the Jayhawks. Yeah, it, well, it's what concerns me is they lost the game for the same reasons that they haven't, you know, been as good as we thought they'd be. And, like, what what is telling us that will change? And that, that part I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, they need a shooter real bad. They need a shooter. Teams are going to zone them up because they can't shoot, which is what happened last night. And then what happens, right? Like, then what do you do? And I and I just don't know what the solution is, and I think that's what has me most concerned. I, I mean, is it that somebody just all of a sudden does start to shoot well? Is it that they, you know, they took 18 18- 18 threes, I think, I think last night, which is going to be fine, 18 to 20, but you got to make more than six of them. You know, you, they just have to have that element if they're going to win a national championship. And I say, like, when I use the term turd sandwich, it's because it's like this should be, I think, a national championship-type team. When you consider what they brought back, 
when you consider they have two players on the you know top 25 wooden midseason watch list, when you consider they got the prize of the transfer portal, everything that we think about tells you this should be a team that can win a national championship. I'm falling off of that a little bit. I, I just don't know that I see it right now. Right now, they are very predictable. You know when you watch them, the way that they're going to generate their offense is through McCuller and Dickinson, and then a secondary option is probably K.J. Adams. You know that Dewan Harris doesn't want to shoot. You know that there really is no production from the two. They're predictable. The only silver lining is that there's not a super team in America right now. There's just not. Purdue lost. True. That's Houston a good point. lost. Kansas. There wasn't lost. last year Tennessee either. This lost. could be a. Yeah, this could be a transfer portal thing. Look, there wasn't that team last year either. But when KU holds the opponent to sixty-five points, yeah, they have to win those yeah, games. You're right. They have to. You're right. I mean, and, and that's. We'll see. Look, it's Bill Self. He's the best in the business. I'm sure they'll get better. I'm, I'm certain they'll get better. But what I don't, I just don't know if better is going to be good enough. And that's what I'm starting to like. Man, I just felt so good about this team coming into the year. And they're not there. Not even close. And and we'll see. I don't know. Maybe it's just a one-off. It's just hard when you see UCF lose by 25 to K-State. And KU like got out and I don't know. We'll, we'll get more into it in the next hour. When we come back, our K-State insider, Tim Fitzgerald, joins us. All broadcaster Sports Daily coming back right after this. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 